So. Always be learning. No, always be learning. I'm going to get that on a t-shirt. <laughs> always be learning. <laughs> Welcome to X-Files Podcast, a podcast about breakups, broken hearts, and moving on. I'm Janice Formicella, a breakup coach passionate about supporting others to heal from their breakups, overcome loneliness, love being single, and see the end of a relationship as the beginning of a magical new chapter in life. I am here each week to share with you the tools that I have learned through my own painful breakups, through hitting rock bottom more than once, and through working with people all around the world to heal their broken hearts. If you are looking for hope and strength to move on from your breakup and resources to enjoy your new single life, you are in the right place and I've got your back. Everyone, welcome to another episode of X Files, and welcome to another important and special episode because I have the one, the only, my very close friend Jesse Marie here, and um, this is the first time that we've seen each other on camera or what face to face since I got yeah. back from Auckland two weeks ago. That was only was it two weeks? Week? Oh my gosh, two weeks, three weeks? Yeah, feels like no time at all, but all the time. Yeah, maybe it was three weeks. Anyway, I mean, the trip went by fast. Coming back um, has uh, oh, I have so much to do. Oh, my God. Uh, even yes. just the getting back. Oh, yeah. Um, that was certainly an adventure. Getting mm. there was an adventure. Coming back. And I actually might touch on this in this episode. And that is that I was two, three days delayed coming back from Auckland. It was Really not the best experience, to be honest. Um, but I stayed happy mm. and cheerful. And I had someone special back here, you know, help sort things for me, having no Wi-Fi, no end in sight of this <laughs> awful um, experience uh. I was having. Okay, well, let's get into it. So, um, Jesse, it was so fun to see you in Auckland. And my listeners who listen regularly will be quite uh, well aware that I was there because mm -hmm. I dropped many episodes uh, whilst I was mm. in sunny Auckland and and not posting that much on social media because I was just enjoying being with you and that was that was fun that was awesome it was so much fun I had so much fun I was just gonna say it made me like appreciate my country it was bizarre <laughs> like being a tourist in my own country was great oh I'm so glad that I could give you that experience Jesse and I we did some everyday things together and <laughs> she helped um, me move house <laughs> get your friend to come over from the states and have her help you move house you know it's like your, bonding your type a friend who wants to who sees it as a as a game <laughs> you like saved my life i'm not gonna lie <laughs> i was actually really happy to do it i mean that's what friends are for it's not just about bottles of wine and hobbiton and you know partying <laughs> it's also you know helping with you know when a friend is in need so i actually thought yeah. that, that was kind of cool um i just regret that 
we didn't take any moving selfies. We got so caught up in doing the moving. Yeah. I mean, we did so much in one night. I cannot believe I've never moved like that before so quickly. And yeah, we totally forgot about the selfies, but that was a great experience. And like I was telling everybody, you know, I met Jesse when I was single and I'm not even really trying to make new friends, but making new friends. And, you know, look at us now. We now have three-year friendship or so, met in person, traveling internationally to see each other. And also so many people have commented on the fact that I, quote, went alone, which I would not have really thought of this as a solo trip, considering that I was going to meet up with someone. But if anyone considers me to have gone alone to Auckland, and I'm putting that in quotes that no one can see, <laughs> look, don't let anything hold you back. If you want to travel, if you want to do anything, have an adventure, don't let being single or not having necessarily a travel companion prevent you from doing anything. It was a great Oh, 100%. Because mm-hmm. then, like, what a wasted life, right? Like, if you're waiting for someone. If yeah. you want to do the thing, go do it. Go and do it. And yeah, we just had a blast. Our friendship was strengthened and it was a big relief to, you know, hang out in person and find yeah. it was just as easy as we were hoping it would be. Yes. So we had kind of talked about doing an episode whilst I was there, but it just didn't come together. I mean, we there was a lot of uh. things that got in the way of that, mm-hmm. which was totally fine. Uh, but we came up with the idea of doing an episode when I got back on our recent relationship lessons. Yes. <laughs> and- yeah, because it came up while we were there, while you were over, right? We talked a lot about like, we yeah, because when we met, you were single and I was in a relationship mm-hmm. and things have sort of like flipped now a little bit. Yep. Yep. For yeah. sure. We've had a lot go on in both of our love lives, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> and so I thought that this would make for some interesting content. Mm. So is there anything you want to say before we dive into it? Um, it's been a wild ride. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I love it. I have to say for me, it hasn't been as wild. I definitely have learned things even recently that I am going to talk about, but I'm Mm. at least attempting to take the chaos out of my romantic life. Um, yeah. So I will say it's been slow and steady um, with a little huge bumps <laughs> along the way. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's get into it, as podcasters love to say. <laughs> wow. Um, we just did a little sidebar um, and paused the recording. And yes, Jesse's love life has been a wild ride. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, I might touch on it later in. Okay. But, well, let's yeah. let's do it. So we each have a few lessons um, from our own love lives, and we're going to chat about them. So my first one immediately came to mind. And this is something that I learned a long time ago, and that I have done pretty good, pretty well, pretty good at. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In fact, uh, last year, I ended things swiftly with a couple of men when they, you know, kind of showed their true colors Mm, in the initial mm. days of dating, like, boom, you're done. But then I dated (laughs) someone else who I did not do that with. And I'm not, there's so many, you know, various reasons. But my first Mm. lesson that I've relearned recently is when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. 100%. I have rarely seen this not be the case. And by the way, did you know that this comes from Maya Angelou? Oh, I looked it up today. Just kind of curious. Full quote is when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time people know themselves much better than you do. That's why it's important to stop expecting them to be something other than who they are. 
Mm, yes I'm really bad at that eh? I date people's potential sometimes and I'm like Mm -hmm. oh I've you know there's so much potential there and like no no they've shown me what they like and I just don't want to believe it or just being too forgiving I think Mm. if someone does something harmful hurtful inappropriate they will very very likely do it again it's like 90% of my relationships (laughs) if something troubling shows up just walk away and I think yes people make mistakes and people have the ability to change but it's just so rare and again harmful Mm. hurtful inappropriate this is how someone will behave and so I can see sometimes especially if you're a bit twitter pated which was definitely my situation a second chance maybe but like not a third if someone shows you this side of them you will see it again and again yeah yeah yeah, and I was I've been notorious for staying in relationships when that's happened, right? And they've shown me who they are, and I've just been like, no, no, we'll get through this. It's just like you know, we're just working through being polyamorous or like you know that communication. And no, no, that's the same shit for like three years. And you're like, yes. well, no, at some point you should have like stopped that, Jesse, because they're not changing. On the flip side, that I do have a story where someone I was seeing decided to disappear nine months of my life like did like ghosted me Mm -hmm. they went away and did the work they went and saw a therapist like they were going through some shit at the time that I didn't know about they went away worked through their shit and then came back and apologized and has shown their actions and stuff have been aligned with having done the therapy and having worked on who they are as a person Mm -hmm. so there is that but don't expect it to happen overnight and they have to want to do it right like you can't make them Yep. A thousand percent. And I think a couple things stand out. I mean, you we're talking about nine months. That's a significant amount of time. And also yes. what you said is that you were not in contact with this, nope. with this person. Nope. So not only is that a significant amount of time, you were not staying engaged, just waiting nope. for them to. No, I blocked one, them. They ghosted morning. me and I blocked them on everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't want to have anything to do with you. And when they reached out to contact, to get in contact again, it was just after my radiation stuff. So I wasn't really in the mood. And I did it because my partner at the time wanted to reconnect with this person. So I was like, fine, but I don't believe that this person's changed. Went round, they apologized, and like we've become really good friends again. And that's what I love is because we had a lot of things in common. We were good friends before we were in a relationship that now we can build on that again. And also you didn't try to change them and you didn't change them. You can never change anyone. And this person changed themselves. Mm -hmm. They realized what they were doing was hurting not only other people but themselves, and that wasn't how they wanted to go about life, so they changed that. I had nothing to do with it. I was in the middle of getting my head radiated, like literally didn't have the spoons for anything. But that's it. Like you can't you can't force anyone to change. Yeah. And yeah. In yeah, my no case, contact. Yes. Always, always, always no contact. If someone's going to change, they need to go off and do it on their own. Mm-hmm. In my case, it was a situation where someone tried to blame an illness for their bad behavior. And I'm not Ugh. sure why this was the thing that kept me being so forgiving, but it was not the illness. They said that they were recovered and did things that were even worse. <laughs> so oh. really, truly, everybody believe someone's behavior the very first time. And your story is a perfect segue into my other big thing. My second lesson is look at someone's actions and not their words. And what Mm -hmm. you're saying in your experience is this person said they were going to change or said that they wanted to, but then when they came back into your life, they showed you that they had. 
action. I always say this. I hate when people apologize to me. I'm like, actions speak louder than words, right? Like always, particularly if it's just like a repeat offense as well. Like, mm-hmm. no, I don't believe you. You need to show me. Yep. Completely agreed. And also this goes along with love bombing, which mm-hmm. you know, I've told my listeners, I, you know, I continue to discover that this is something that I have a weakness for. And no matter how much someone tells you they love you or tells you how amazing you are, or that they've never met anyone like you mm. always, always, always look at their actions. For instance, I had someone tell me that they really respected my work with the podcast. And yet there were multiple times where I had conversations about the fact that I had something going on that was related to my podcast and that I couldn't stay up late. I had to be home at this certain time. Mm. I had to do this, that, the other only, you know, to have them turn around and completely disregard the fact that I need to sleep on a schedule. I'm trying to go home and they're trying to get me to stay up later than I said I wanted to and saying that I'm going to be fine because I kick ass, you know, of course you're no. going to kick ass, you're Janice and just like completely like disregarding. Do we, do you, we, do you, huh? Where do you think I get this from? I go home and I sleep and I get decent sleep and I have a routine. That is how I am kick ass. Yes. So this was completely, the actions were out of line with what they were Mm. saying about Mm. respecting my podcast and thinking that I'm Mm. amazing and wanting to support me. And again, it's all, it's all words and words really don't do too much only if they're accompanied by, by actions. You know, there was this, I also run a local nonprofit and I was also told by this person like very, very regularly how great this was and how powerful I was and how he loved being, you know, like my partner and in all of this and then you know when we would have events just being late not showing up you know I had this party at my apartment it was a morning thing before the pride parade and I think I'm I'm awake for two hours getting ready yeah he wakes up like barely early enough to shower before everyone's rocking up no so you know like that type of thing all his words meant nothing you know especially compared to his actions yeah and like, I get that if, if it's not someone's thing, right? But if you're going to be in your house when you know that there's an event going on mm-hmm. and it's something that you're passionate about, that person should also respect that, particularly if they've mentioned how awesome that is that you're doing these things, respect you enough to get the fuck up. And, you know, and <laughs> it like, wasn't, yeah, it wasn't just the sleeping. It was just like having oh, absolutely no help, no support at all. Totally. It didn't line up with anything that he had said. No, and that's like, yeah, in a relationship, right? Like you don't have to have the same hobbies and shit, but like be supportive of each other. Yes, I totally agree. And what was really cool is, so this is, okay, so this is not just lessons about things like negative that I've learned. I'm juxtaposing this with someone I'm seeing now (laughs) who does help me and show up with me having to Mm. ask very little. I had another event last weekend and I had sourced some help from some friends. And I know at one point I had called him up and said, can I ask you to do this or that? And he was full on like, oh, I've already got a to-do list on my phone going for, the, for everything. And just, it was all there, like with me hardly having to ask at all. And it see, was wonderful. And he did see, every single thing that he said he was going to do. And that. then some. <laughs> like yes. the fact that he already had a to-do list and before you'd asked him for some help, like that is amazing. Like that's yeah. someone who gives a shit about your life and wants mm. to make it easier. And that goes both ways, right? Like, something's important to them you helping them also like I think that's a give and take 
I agree. You guys are yes. going to be spending some time together. You may as well be supportive and helpful in the best ways because there's going to be periods of time, right, where you've got nothing on and they've got heaps on. And so, like, how can you help them and then vice versa? Yep. So everybody look at someone's actions, not just mm-hmm. what they tell you, especially in the mm-hmm. early days of a relationship. No matter what they say, wait until you see it after an argument. Do not just take their word that they're not going to do it again. Wait oh, and God, see. Yeah. This is also why I encourage people to go slow in new relationships because mm. you have to have time to find out if everything they're telling you is is true mm-hmm. or not and how they're going to mm-hmm. show up for you. Yep. Okay, so, (laughs) um, okay, another lesson. Oh, and this is also one that's um, actually one of my good lessons that I've learned, and that is that it is okay to take a step back. So Mm -hmm. in my current relationship, we definitely did that recently. I was not feeling myself. I was feeling overwhelmed about life. I had lots of, you know, seasonal, like, winter blues going on, Mm. and we just especially whilst I was in New Zealand, it was like, we're, we need to take some time apart. I need to think things through. We had had minor disagreements, but nothing major. I just really felt like I need to come back to myself mm. outside of you, if that, yeah, may, if that makes sense. And 100%. then kind of reevaluate what's going on. So, you know, it didn't mean that it was the absolute end of the relationship. And it was kind of challenging, I think, for both of us and yeah. know, confronting, but it didn't mean that it's it's over. It just means that it's time to reevaluate. And I think yeah. that sometimes a few months into a relationship, that can be a really good thing to do. But I just feel like people feel so confronted by by that type of thing or talking Mm. about taking a quote break or time apart, having space. And some people don't want to do that, but it's okay. Yeah, I think because a lot of people are like, oh, that means it's going to break up, right? I always used to say that to my friends in high school when they went on breaks with their boyfriends. I was like, you know, it just means a breakup's happening, right? Like you're just delaying Mm -hmm. what's meant to be happening. But I've got a friend currently who they de-escalated their relationship from what it was to a little less because of commitments and time and stuff. And they're still seeing each other and they're still happy and it's not a bad thing. Like you said, it's just gives you time to focus on what's important to you and know that you are a person outside of that relationship. Yes. Mm-hmm. It says a lot about the other person perhaps mm-hmm. to see how they respond to it. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was nothing but supportive of it. In fact, there were times when I was in New Zealand when I was like, I'd actually like to hear from him you know, because <laughs> he was taking it so seriously. And yeah. I, I really, really valued that. And look, who knows what's going to happen necessarily, but it was, it was good. It was just what I needed. It made me mm. feel really confident and made me trust this person more. And it's okay to take a step back. But it's also a green flag when the, like, you know, like if you're like, Hey, I need to take a step back for me. It's a green flag for them. If they're going to be like yours did be like, okay, cool and take it seriously rather than be like, oh, you know, and get like distrusting. That's always like a sign that something's not right. Yeah. So I'm glad that it's gone that way for you. Yes. And I think also just continuing to take it slow, just because you've been Mm. with someone for six months does not mean that it's time to move in, does not mean that it's time to spend the night every single night. You can still continue to tread tread lightly if that's what's feeling good to you. Yes. There's all different types of relationships and there's all different types of how things turn out. For and you, no like, relationship is the same, I find. And like what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for another person. And that's totally fine. We're all different human beings at the end of the day. But yeah, I'm I with do you on think that, like, 
as a general rule though that slower is oh 100 i'm better. not saying go and get married after being together for two months <laughs> don't recommend don't oh, recommend it's funny uh, you laugh but saying... i know someone that's pro- i know through someone else i know someone that's done that recently mm-hmm. so i think they've been with this woman like two or three months and they just oh got married God. the other day <gasps> Wow. Yep. I mm-hmm. hear about it kind of all the time. And I'm like, but how do you, you don't even know this person yet. Yeah. Teach their own, I suppose. This is no judgment zone, but I just No, want- like, I mean, if you do, like, I mean, you never know circumstances and stuff, but I feel like personally, you don't know that person. In my experience as a coach, I have seen few relationships, and in my personal life as well, I have seen few relationships really stand the test of time and really be like, good friends and healthy and passionate and joyful and when it went that fast yeah because you're still in nre at that stage right you're still like everything's amazing and that person can do no wrong and it's fabulous so you kind of have your blinders on for things that may not be tolerable to you or they may not actually be who they say they are I wonder what it is that makes people want to move things so quickly. Because for me, I'm in kind of, you know, I'm in a pretty good place with this person right now. And for me, continuing to kind of take things slow and see each other a couple times a week, I feel like I'm spreading that out and continuing to build trust. So Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not sure that I really understand the urgency. Um, As someone who has moved quickly in relationships before, uh, insecurity, (laughs) The not want to be alone thing is a big thing. Like I know in my past relationships, I've moved very quickly. My last partner and I, I moved in, I think we've been dating for three months and I moved in, but they were going to have shoulder surgery, right? So it was going to be like, I was there to kind of help them out a little bit as well. And then COVID happened and we had lockdown. So like that was very intense, very quickly. And it wasn't supposed to be, but in the past, like, Sometimes it's just been easier because we're seeing each other every day or like my last relationship in Australia was really quick and it was just because it just felt so good. Right. (laughs) Yeah. But it happens. I've learned that that was maybe like a less evolved version of myself because it Mm. fucking blew up in my face. Like, (laughs) yeah, you know, just a few months later. So, (laughs) yeah, no, I'm I'm like, take it slow. Like here for that. Mm -hmm. Just enjoy it. And I like going forward now, like even with like the moving thing, like moving in with someone firmly believe that going forward for myself personally, if I was to move in with someone again, I would want my own room. I'd want my own space. There is no way I would move into a one bedroom apartment. I'd be like, no, no, we need to have our own spaces. And I feel the same way. And that's like, you know, a known thing for me. And I know that for myself Uh, and that's so far down the line. I can't even imagine, but yes, um, we could maybe do an episode on, cohabitation and another Mm. episode if anyone had a pandemic romance i would love to hear from you i think that that would actually be a (laughs) jesse's putting her hand up i think that could actually make for a pretty interesting conversation so please hit me Mm. my next relationship lesson and we can kind of just touch on this the good times don't make up for the really bad times so I just think if it's such a roller coaster of a relationship and there's fights and then there's, you know, an amazing week and then something horrible, oh. I, it really, I still don't, I don't think that it's worth it. Having bad times that are as intense as the good times is, I don't think for, uh, ma- the makings of a healthy relationship. No. And often, often it's a way of controlling someone mm-hmm. because yeah, like, oh, I often ask my 
I've actually been having this conversation with someone recently and they're going through some relationship stuff with this person. And I was like, do you love them? And they're like, well, yeah, like, well, not, so I don't think I asked them if they love them, but I like sort of asked them around that sort of conversation. And I was like, they seem to be giving you more grief in bad times than they seem to be giving you good times. And the good times may be amazing, right? Like the good times may be mind blowing and make you forget about the bad times, but the bad times are more regular. Yeah. Or like, no. Well, and I also no. think relationships are work sometimes. Oh, 100%. But they should not be hard work all the time. <laughs> no, it shouldn't be a fight all the time. Like mm -hmm. you may not be fighting, but it shouldn't be like, you know, up shit creek without a pedal. Like Yes. And a lot of people though do <clears throat> put it in those terms that it takes work. I mean, how often do we say that? And but what do people think that actually means? That doesn't mean that you're having constant disagreements and huge fights. I mean, no. there's a level of arguments that really is toxic and dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. And I think that we are raised in Western society to have images in pop culture where couples are having these explosive things going on and then coming back together even more passionately. And that's mm -hmm. so it's toxic. It's sometimes super abusive behavior. And it's not what we're here on earth to but do. But it's also not sustainable. Yeah. Yeah. Like at all. And I get it because it's it's passion. Like that's what they're trying to show is like you have these big passionate yes. fights. Yes. And then you have these big passionate make out like makeup sessions. And like it's so polarizing and exhausting. It keeps you out of whack. It keeps your nervous system like yeah. constantly, out, like like I said, completely out of whack. You never know if you're safe or not, and that is not what a relationship mm -mm. is for. Especially nope. when you just you're like you can be single and be way happier, <laughs> right? Right? Like I'm not saying like discussions are good. Like disagreeing with each other is good because you're like the flip side of that is never having arguments is also a sign of worry because mm -hmm. one of you is not saying what you think. Yes disagreements uh, are between two people are very like that's healthy what it means that's what volatile fights are not you know like yes yeah yep. all right my last lesson that i wanted to talk about which this is something that i kind of already knew but that in preparation for this episode i i did definitely had like this aha moment mm. and that is if you are attracting the same negative qualities in new partners it is probably best to walk away I have found that I consistently attract the same type of dude. <laughs> and that is normally a musician, someone with <laughs> a definite bad boy vibe, somebody who moves really fast, someone who's kind of intense. I noticed that a lots of my boyfriends dress the exact same way. And uh, so, and also show up in very, very similar ways in, in mm. the beginning. And mm. even after taking several years off of dating, I found that the per the first person I was with had, the, I mean, it was just so classic Janice. And, <laughs> and Love then it. I found that not only was he my classic type, but it, there was lots of the same negative qualities. Mm. Um, so I don't know. Do you, what, how do you feel about that? Um, I think also like, yes, walk away, but also look at why you're attracting that. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, cause like, it's all fair and well to be like, oh, I'm attracting the same qualities in people, but why? Like, why do you keep attracting that same type of person? Right. And I know like I attract broken people because I'm a people pleaser 
an empath and I like to try and fix people. Mm -hmm. I see the potential in people. So therefore I often attract broken people, friends and intimate relationships included, right? Like we're not talking and I just want to try and help everyone. I want to, I want everyone to have amazing lives and I want to help. And so (laughs) often damaged people come my way because I put out that aura of like wanting to like just help everyone you do do that <laughs> and I it's know, a wonderful see? but see it's a wonderful quality in to, to have as a human to want to be useful and helpful for people mm. and want to elevate people but yes when it comes to your partners and and I I think that is something to to look at you know you like yeah. you said you can't well, fix and anybody. I need to acknowledge yeah like it, it attracts all types of people I'm not just it doesn't just attract broken people let's but I tend to attract broken people and then I tend to date them because I see the potential and I try and help them and sometimes I do that with friends, but like, I know that now and I go, okay, well, if this person is showing signs of being mentally unwell or like whatever, but they're not doing anything to help themselves, like they're not going and seeing if they're like, I'm not perfect. I see a therapist. Yeah. And everyone, I'm not either. I never want it to seem like I'm shitting on everybody. And (laughs) no, like I'm not perfect. I've done some (laughs) shitty things. Like, uh, everyone does we're not we're not perfect we're human but i know that there's a certain type of people that i can't help and those are the ones that won't help themselves and those are ones that i generally tend to fall for but now you know knowledge is power <clears throat> yeah now uh, i know not to i was actually having a conversation with a friend of the show jackie brubaker the other day about this exact thing about my ex and my current partner and she was asking you know why i think that i do that you know which is attract men who are gonna love bomb men who mm-hmm. say they love me after like a week and i i'm like i just know this is my pattern and i just want to move on and she like kept on kind of pushing the point you know why 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 and i felt very uncomfortable to be honest <laughs> you know being put on the spot and mm. which made me feel like maybe i should lean into it a bit and she said i just i feel like you've never gotten like really the respect and attention and validation from your family and the people who should be giving that to you as accomplished as you are and so when you start to feel that mm-hmm. it, it draws you in mm-hmm. yep and it's all attachment styles right let's you know boil it back down to that it's not that it's this it's something that was missing in your childhood yeah. like yeah. for me i was the one that was always helping and always making life like just trying to make life easy for everyone else in my family oh wow oh my god so why do you so think i keep attracting them yeah exactly Ooh, it's so juicy yeah you know and so you were missing the validation and the love and the support from your family so no wonder you attract these men that love bomb you and give you that and tell you straight away and want to move fast it makes sense right we innately like subconsciously there is programming in us that is like we didn't get what we needed or we had to we had to handle life a certain way so we started attracting people like that mm-hmm. so yeah uh, run and, <laughs> no. yes run walk away and also i would encourage you to maybe sit down and make a list um so that's what i did and th- this is extremely vulnerable of me but some of the things that are some of the negative things that i tend to attract or be drawn to is again someone who wants to move really fast someone who doesn't have a lot of friends love bombing someone who can be really unkind in the heat of the moment Mm. and i'm you know again this is very vulnerable of me but i've uh, attracted lots of people with addiction issues same i'm not i'm still kind of unpacking that but Mm -hmm. it's something that i now really have my radar Mm. open to Mm. i was always like i want the dark and mysterious guys the charming guys that like romanticized 
that like, oh, I'm dark and mysterious and there's something about them and you're like attracted to them and there's that spark. I learned later on in my like mid-20s, that's a narcissist. <laughs> okay. Because what, what not all the time, uh-huh. but a lot of the ones what, I would what date. Dark and mysterious. Wh- how does that in your experience? Oh, like they would just toxicity? be like, really, they would just be aloof and all about themselves. If we look at it in reality, they're all like, talk about them. Like, you know, like they would look like they were interested in you and like keeping you interested, but that you knew very little about them, like about them really. Mm -hmm. You knew surface level, but you didn't Mm -hmm. know them. Okay. Uh, Yep. That describes my abuser (laughs) to a T. (laughs) A lot of my partners have had addiction as well. I don't know why. And again, maybe it's because I think I can fix people. I am a very um, exuberant person and I really, I like intense people, over the top people. Mm. And I do know that in my experience, a lot of people with addiction issues are like have a high level of intensity and appear to have, you know, a high zest for life because they're intense, you know, everything they do is so over the top. Mm. And I think that's part, that's part of it. The other parts, I'm not entirely sure, but it's, yeah, it's been a pattern of mine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, this has been illuminating and really fun so far. (laughs) So let's take a quick commercial break and we'll come back and talk about some of Jesse's lessons. (laughs) (laughs) Put that in your like outcuts. All right. Welcome back, everybody. We're having such yeah. a blast. It's just making me wish that we were going to be hanging out in person this weekend. I know. I'm going to have to come to like, like, look at coming back over, well, coming back over, coming over and seeing you. Oh, yes, everybody. Um, let's sign a petition. Getting Jesse to the <laughs> sign States. a petition. I was like, sign a, here's a GoFundMe. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm, we're probably not going to go there. No, no, I was kidding. I was kidding. I know, no, I totally know that. Okay, everybody, I knew that she was joking. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, thank you. I can, I can fund myself, but like, petition for me to come over, sure. Yeah, um, you can because you're a badass bitch. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I can get into the states. Yes. I've been. I know I've been to the states before. I'm joking. I, I know. I, okay, I, again, jokes. I'm not a criminal. Okay. Um. Anyway, okay. so let's get on with <clears throat> our recent relationship lessons. Jess, yeah. want to take the lead here? <laughs> I love that I wrote something jokingly in here, and I'm not going to say it because it's just mean. But again, like. <laughs> I, it just kind of, I guess it reiterates on the fact, like, just believe people when they say, it's like they show you who they are because mm-hmm. they're not wrong. Um, and that happened to me, like, oh, again, it touches on that, like, people telling you you're amazing and, like, I, you know, I love spending time with you and blah, 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 but I can't, I don't, I don't know, I want more than you. I found a lot of, like, because I'm polyamorous and I'm sort of single, well, I am single um, and I'm just dating at the moment. When I've been, I know I'm loving it. Um, when I've been I dating love this guys, for you. I know I love this for me too. It's the first time I've been single in a while, like properly single. And I'll talk about that. Yeah. But like these men seem to think that like, I've been seeing them for a little bit, like on and off and nothing serious is happening. And I've said, I have zero expectations. All I need is communication on where we're at. Right. I don't need a, re- an, a relationship escalator. I don't need us to be girlfriend boyfriend I don't need to move in with you I don't need to like xyz often with polyamory there's a lot of people who are already in relationships anyway and I seem to have like got involved with that 
The thing I'm finding, though, is these men, even though I've told them that I don't have any expectation, seem to think I want to be in a relationship with them and freak out. And then are like, oh, I can't do this. I can't give you what you need, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bold of you to assume what I need. I have been told this. I can't give you what you need. I think you want more from me, blah, blah, blah. And usually they're married. This has happened. I was just going to say the construct of marriage does this to people. I have had multiple clients in this exact situation recently and i've been in it myself recently and there's it's it's kind of crazy i i almost want to do some like study or something on yeah right it's a dynamic that has come up in my practice and my personal life oh it's like they freak out because things are going well and they're like oh i like this person but oh shit i can't do this because like whatever reason they can't do it but i think and then they come back to me later and being like oh i overthought that you didn't want that did you and i was like Marriage comes with a set of expectations that is just entirely different than a relationship that doesn't involve that type of framework. Yeah. And I think someone who's been in that framework for a certain amount of time finds it hard to adopt, adopt, adapt, if finds it hard to do things differently, Mm. finds it hard to do things without this framework Mm. and finds it hard to relate to someone romantically without the relationship escalator and without what marriage brings with it. And it can be challenging for them, but a lot of the time it's going to become too much and they might, you know, feel inferior because they're not giving everything that they give to their spouse, even though I'm not asking for that. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's the whole point of polyamory, right? Like open, well, polyam, non-mono, whatever you want to like, whatever you identify with. Um, I, I don't need that. I'm quite capable of getting what I need a from myself, which I'm working on, and B from my friends, and see other people that I've been seeing and stuff. Like, don't but bold of you to assume that I need you to be my one person. Yeah, it's not going to happen. And that's what I said to someone because they actually were like, "Oh, you need. I, I can see that you need stability and blah 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 blah." And I was like, "Yes, I do need these things. However, I'm going to give them to myself." Yay. I am going to be my stable person. I don't need someone else in my life for me to be stable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm working on that because as someone who's never really been single and has never really wanted to be alone because it scares the hell out of her, it's hard work. And I there is a lot of time where I want to fall back into just, yeah, not that. But why why do they just assume that I want something more than I want? Within and not talking to me about it, like just and I was just gonna say without even talking about it. And I think when you have non traditional relationships, the best thing you can do is talk, 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 and talk some more. All I ask for Mm -hmm. is communication. Yeah, all I ask. Um, and I really feel like that's like a very low bar, (laughs) like bare minimum. You should communicate regardless of what relationship style you practice. Yeah, mono, non mono, whatever communication. So yeah, that's my experience currently. However, I am, I just started, so I'm sort of weary because I'm on field and I love, like, love, hate relationship with field. Yeah. So let's just pause really quick. So field is one of our favorite dating apps. Yes. It it attracts, I don't know what their mission statement is, but it's, you know, non-traditional individuals and it's a safe space. Yes. Yes. I actually think I have it up. I was looking at it the other day, but I don't know where it's gone. Uh, yeah, I had a great it, experience on Field. I'm not on there right now, but I was briefly last year, and I thought it was great. I met really cool mm, people, and it was definitely the spa- the place for me. 
So this is that I've just pulled because I've got their website open because I was looking at jobs with them. Our values. We believe in creating an inclusive environment for honest expression and safe exploration, which I think is amazing. Like I'm here for this. And also, yes, if yeah. Field is listen- listening, please get in touch with me on Janice Formichella on Instagram because I want you to sponsor <laughs> uh, my podcast. So, all right, go on. <laughs> um, but yeah, like I, I kind of like when I scroll through Field now, I very much avoid young and I say young married couples so anything from like 27 through to 35 married couples that have just opened their relationship it's a personal preference because it's a lot of work like if you want to be a unicorn go for gold I'm here for it like if you want to if you're looking for a unicorn and you happen to find one ethically awesome go and have your threesome have lots of fun it's the ones that are like, I we, we date separately and if you're keen, we can play together. But you know that they've just opened their relationship and they're still dealing with that. Yeah, yeah. That's that's where I've been burned a few times before and mm-hmm. it's it's hard. So I'm actually talking to someone at the moment who is married and they've been different so far. Okay. Um, and but I've older. said to them, look, uh, no, same, no, oh, no, okay. same age okay. bracket. Gotcha. Oh, okay. um, but I've said to him from the get-go, I've said, hey, look, I've been burned a couple of times by married men, like because of X, Y, Z, because it's a newly opened relationship and you guys are dealing with those emotions, which are totally valid. Like opening a relationship that was monogamous to begin with and dating separately and all that stuff is going to bring up a whole bunch of shit. It's a huge undertaking and like props to people who in the end make it work because it's work. (laughs) that for me in dating right is like being very clear with these people who are married being like hey look i'm this is cool i just need again clear communication and not to be like oh the the partner has because i date both men and and women so i don't want to be like the wife has like the uh, the other significant other has freaked out and we need to close up yeah and not taking my like i I think that what you're saying is that that's a lesson that you learned is that yeah, for you, like, it can't be a newly open couple. No, exactly. Oh. And that's my lesson, right? Like, and I'm, there's nothing wrong with learning and stuff. And like, I get it. Growth is a thing that we continue to do. But for me, I'm very aware of like that being a thing. Um, and so I often will say to, if if I do match with someone who is married now, I will say, hey, look, that that's cool. But I just need you to like, keep me in the loop. Like if something's going on or you guys need to take a step back, like just talk to me about it. Cause like I'm a pretty chill person. Again, I don't expect you to freaking propose next week. Like calm down. <laughs> but again, going so, back yeah. to taking things slow, no matter what the construct right. of the relationship yeah. is. Yeah. Anyway, the next one I guess I've been doing is sometimes it's best to just put things to an end. I'm and really glad that, that you were the one who decided to bring this up <laughs> as a breakup <laughs> coach. I was glad that uh, someone else who has been, relationship friendly for a lot of her adult life i i'm really happy that you decided that you wanted to talk about this so tell us yeah yeah and i mean like i like i said i've like this is the first time in my life i've been properly single um i've always jumped from relationship to relationship but that's another story um but sometimes it's like you just have to end things and that was like my last significant partner who we lived together we were engaged you know at some point we had to just call it quits because it wasn't working. Um, they they had stuff going on. I had stuff going on and there was no point trying to like force stuff to happen, particularly when your needs are not, not being met. Because I've got another friend and they just had a breakup recently because 
um, her and her girlfriend, um, she was giving a lot of effort, like emotional effort and a lot of stuff, but the other girlfriend wasn't and couldn't and couldn't because they were dealing with their own stuff being, um, I, I don't want to get into it, it's not my business to, sh- to discuss, but like they couldn't give my friend the attention and the and the emotional stuff that she needed. So they had to call it, right? And sometimes it's better to do that because like you deserve or I deserve the energy that an effort that I put in, you know, I want to receive that back. So, and if it can't, you may as well, like, why, why stay in something that's not making you happy? I point of relationship. Yes. And I think that deciding or wanting to leave is as good of a reason as any. And you're not obligated to stay with anyone for any reason. No. And I I, like, I get it. I get why we do because like it's easier or it's convenient or you've been with this person for so long. You may as well just make it work. But why? At at what expense? You know? And so like I'm learning that one. Good. And I think for you possibly, and for many people, it's just like the not knowing of how this is going to work on your own can be Mm. something that people just don't even want to look at. And so not that it's necessarily easier because people stay in very unhappy relationships, but that at least you know what's going to happen. Yeah. When I say easier, I mean like uh, in terms of moving and financials and comfort, you know, like it's, it's something that is, you know, like for me, it was huge because it meant being financially independent. It meant fine starting again. It meant not having someone to come home to and have that, that physical comfort. And I'm a very touch like driven human being. So it was comfortable to stay in these relationships that didn't work, not because the relationship was good, but because I got everything else I needed taken care of. Yeah, and I actually saw where Jesse used to live, and um, I'm very proud of you for making such a big choice for yourself. Right, isn't because isn't it freaking beautiful? Yeah, kind of. Like, <laughs> I, it made me really respect you that I knew that you had walked away from that, and I'm so, so, so proud mm. of you as well. Yeah, yeah. No, and like, we're still friends. Like, we managed to salvage, like, what we do like about each other and what we can give each other by doing that. He is going on to work on himself and he needed that time to not have to worry about a relationship. And I'm glad that he, cause he was the one that broke up with me. Cause I was like, I was just going to do my thing of comfort and stay in it for longer. And he would call it. He was like, no, I need to go and work on myself and I can't be responsible for another like a, a partner and I can't keep hurting you. So like, it was a very mature thing on his part to hurt. Yes. But like, yeah, it was nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've been- and it's okay free of a lot of that drama so i'm yeah i'm happy for you it's like a light it's like a weight off my shoulders i didn't know i had i totally know what you mean yeah thank you so much for sharing that yeah i don't know if you how your experience was with this but being single is like readjusting to like a world that favors couples privilege and being Mm -hmm. alone like versus being alone right like yeah I go to the supermarket and everything's made for like two people or a family. Mm-hmm. Very rarely do you get single serving anything uh-huh. like meat I'm talking about, like when you go to the butchers or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it's a big adjustment, especially yes. if you haven't been single for a long time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd heard about it. Like I'd heard friends talk about it, but I'd been like, oh, well, like, okay. Mm-hmm. But I'd never been affected by it. And now I'm like, oh, and like, 
insurance is cheaper and stuff and like there's just things that i hadn't oh, realized there's many things i want to really do more episodes on x files mm. about it it's something that i'm quite quite interested in we've got yeah. couples privilege we've got um singleism as well and these are things that affect a lot of people but they're also mm. things that really really fly under the radar if you've been single for a while you might not fully see it if you're in a relationship you certainly don't see it at least not very clearly mm. and it's something that i've seen <laughs> a lot ha having been single for for quite a while and yeah it's it's not easy to go from long-term relationship to to being single yeah but it doesn't mean that it's not worth it in the end Again, being single is a choice. You don't have to be in a relationship. And I think our society has led us to be like, that's the the thing you do, right, is you find your person, you love them, and you get married, and you have babies, and you, that that is the whole purpose of life is to find your person and have babies with them, which if we go back millions of years, I mean, it was a survival thing. It I wasn't mean, kind of, but if we were so meant to be with someone else, why are we born alone? <laughs> you die alone too so exactly like, um, oh i'm really glad that you brought this up and i just wanted to kind of shout out to the listeners who are kind mm. of thinking about these things for the first time do you encourage couples privilege and singleism so think to yourself these are things that come up in everyday conversations do you endorse or advocate the idea that it is better to be in a relationship than be single a lot of people might not realize that they do this, but you do. You it's, People are constantly talking about how people, no one wants to be single. Or, you know, of course, you know, some so-and-so must be looking or, you know, hopefully someday they'll find someone and as though like that's the end goal. And it's not for yeah. everybody. No, I'm dating, but I'm dating to have fun and to meet people and people who add to my life. Have I got the expectation of like getting back into a, a long-term relationship? Not really, not at the moment. Yeah, maybe. But I think that there's some of us who are single at heart, which is yes. a concept that I've learned recently. And like, we're okay either way. Oh, I've got a friend who is, is it demi romantic or no, aromantic. So there's asexual, right? I found out that aromantic is a thing. So she is a sexual human being. She wants to have sex, but she does not want to have a relationship. So love it. Okay. A aromantics are a thing. Okay, let's let's do some content on this. Another way that you may be encouraging couples privilege or singleism, do you assume that the single people in your life are looking for a relationship or dating? And think long and hard about this. Because as someone who was single for many years, I cannot tell you the amount of times that people asked me if I'm dating or asked me how I meet people or encouraged me to get out there or kind of made this assumption mm. about me that was so off uh, my reality. And yeah. so think to yourself about someone single. Do you assume that that's what they mm. want? Have you ever used the words, no wonder they're single? I have. <laughs> Guilty. I mean, there's a difference between someone who is single and happy and perhaps someone who's really, really actively looking and can't quite seem to ever make it work. But, mm. for you know, for me, I've heard this said about people who I don't think we're even looking. So why are we using single as an insult? Yeah. Oh, they're kind right. of a mess. No wonder they're single. Excuse me? I mean, I was a mess and in relationships. So. Exactly. Exactly. It's an mm. insult and it's making it seem like being single is somehow less than. Mm. And last, 
Have you ever asked a single person if they are seeing someone? I know that this seems really benign and that it seems really Mm. innocent, but like, why would you ask that? Yeah. It's almost like asking a couple that have just got married when you having babies. Totally. And I was thinking that earlier when I was putting this list together, like Like, why, why would they, you know, or if they've been in a relationship for however many years, like when you're getting married, you know, like you don't know what this person, you are assuming that this, this, this is the higher goal or the ultimate way to be. Yeah. And it's because what do what do you ask after you've had babies? Like I just just curious. Like, you know, <laughs> after you've had babies, do people stop asking you questions? Do they stop being like, what's the next thing? Like, when are you having grandkids? That's not up to you, firstly. <laughs> when are you having um, I mean, yeah, I don't even think when it comes to that that I often hear people even asking, Are you gonna have more? It's kind of like you just kind of leave it at that, you know. You right. Have- and then you have two and they're like, Oh, you wanna have more? Like, mm-hmm. when does this flip? I loved messing with people when I was just decidedly single, loved it. People would be like, so how do you meet people? Like, are you online? And I'm like, no. Well, cause like, how do you date? I'm like, I don't. And at people's faces, (laughs) like they could not comprehend. It was so much fun. And I'm just going to, yeah. It was, it was great. Um, I'm very happy now not being single, but it made, it helped me to learn a lot about society and I want to do more mm. content on this. So anyone in the audience who has experience or something to say about couples privilege or singleism, please let me know. Yes. And that brings us to my final lesson, which I think everyone can learn from, right? Is like having a great support network around you. Say more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah say more about that well when you're going like and i i said here I've, in breakups but even in relationship like having support people who will let you just be who will let you cry and process your emotions and distract you when you need it and then also having those people that you can turn to to talk about the stuff and get advice from but knowing knowing which people are which and knowing not to overburden them i often ask oh, my friends good. now Go on. yeah we're often like, can I trauma dump on you? Like, are you okay if I dump on you? And Everybody pay attention to this. Yeah, like, right. You've got to have consent when you unload on someone. Consent is like mandatory, like bare minimum consent and communication. But yeah, ask your friends that. Like, you don't know what they've got going on. Everyone's got something going on. So don't just start messaging them about X, Y, Z, particularly if they're friends with the person you're talking about as well. Like, they may not have the capacity to hear you. So just ask them, be like, hey, do you have time to talk about this? Like I'm having a hard time. Yeah, and that's a really good my- lesson. It's It can really be hard on the other person, especially if they want to be there for you. But yeah. in the moment, they're not emotionally equipped for this. Yeah. And I I've- have someone do it to me recently and it crushed me to not be able to do it, but it just couldn't. If, you don't, have the, if you don't have the space, you're not going to be mm-hmm. good support for them anyway. Do you know what I mean? So... I'm that go-to person again. I'm that person that everyone feels safe around. <laughs> because dumps. she's so warm and welcoming and <laughs> friendly and So I have wonderful. to start just being an asshole. Is that what you're saying? Oh, and people will just stop like you wanting just to have tell a, me You have bullshit. a very opening or a very welcoming energy about you. Yeah. And that's a great um, thing. Yeah, but it's nice, right? Like it's nice to, and if I ask, it means people will ask. Or if I have friends, like, and I've done it before, like we do occasionally just dump and then apologize i'm often like oh shit sorry i just dumped on you and i shouldn't have and usually it's fine 
And if they don't have the capacity to deal with it, or like if I send, because I usually, if I'm dumping, we'll send a voice message. It's a lot easier. And then I'll type a message afterwards and be like, shit, that was a dump. If you don't have the capacity, don't listen to it. Like, yeah, maybe doing it in reverse could be. Usually <laughs> reverse is the better option. No, no, no. Usually in the reverse, like usually I I'm do. like, hey, mm-hmm. and then dump once I've got permission. Yes. But sometimes like I've got a couple of friends where it's okay to do that the other way around, but we have that friendship. Yeah. And I mean, we've, we, this is something that the two of us are really good at is we definitely like give each other a heads up before calling Mm. or getting on the phone or waiting. Mm -hmm. Like considering, I think it's interesting, you know, considering the time zone thing, it's helped us like get into some healthy habits. Yeah. Should have with everybody. And that is, this has happened. When can you talk? Mm. Or I'm going through this. It's really heavy. I'm a mess. Can you let me know when you're free? Type of, type of thing. So, and on the flip side of that, like as the person receiving, I will often be like, okay, what do you want from me? Do you want me to listen? Do you want support or do you want advice? Because they're all very different things. Yeah. You know, do you want me to be on board with you having a bitch and a moan and be like, yeah, that person's an asshole, blah, blah, blah. Do you want me to be like, yeah, but here's what I would do. Or do you just want me to listen and not even say a fucking thing? Mm -hmm. Just give you Mm -hmm. space to just let it all out. Yeah, I like because that some a lot. people, myself, um, can be guilty of trying to solve the problem for people, and really all they needed was your support. And I had that recently, not with a relationship, but with like a friendship thing, blew up. And all I needed from my friends was that shit. I'm sorry that this is happening to you. It's totally valid, but they jumped to the defense of someone else, third party. And we're like, they were probably just trying to stay mutual and blah, blah, blah. I was like, I know, I know that I'm not stupid. All I needed was for your support right now. Yeah, I think it's just, it's as equally important to learn how to listen as it is Mm -hmm. to learn how to ask Mm -hmm. for support. And it's just something, I mean, we have to go online and learn about these things. I know how to do this because I am a life coach. Yeah, (laughs) But otherwise, you know, I think people would be so naturally inclined to jump in there and try to make you feel better by validating the other person when really that's the last thing you need nor did you ask for that nor did you consent to that but you know these aren't bad people this is just you know what what we're used to Mm -hmm. and everybody read nonviolent communication that's a great resource for learning Mm. how to uh, receive communication as as well as as give it and also i think just being communicative before you open up an intense or sensitive conversation. It's something that takes practice, but once you get into the habit of it, it's actually pretty easy and you you automatically do it. Yeah. And I found like, I've been coaching on that recently, like um, with relationship stuff, if people have got stuff going on and they want to communicate with their other partner, I'm like, yes, that's awesome. Maybe communicate with them first that you want to talk to them. So they're prepared. Mm-hmm. Because the worst thing you can do, because imagine how that would feel, right? Like if if your person that you care about comes along and just is like, you've done this, you've done this, you've done this, you've done this. Like people get defensive. I get defensive. Letting the person know and being like, hey, I've got some stuff I want to talk to you about. Nothing like super major, but like there's just been a few things that have come up for me. And giving that person time to adjust. So important. <laughs> Yep. Agreed. And I'm so glad that you do have good support around you. Mm. And I'm glad that I have you for support. And yeah, this was a fun episode. It was. I loved it. Yeah. (laughs) Me too. Anything else that you want to leave our listeners with? Um, 
No, nothing that isn't cheesy. Like, just have fun. Well, I was going <laughs> to say, everybody just remember that dating and relationships are about gathering data. And, you know, life is a journey. And mm-hmm. I think the two of us are really good at relationships. And still, it is so important to take everything as a learning lesson, both mm-hmm. to grow and, and, and improve and perhaps even help others to do the same. Yeah. We're doing today. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And it's always you're always going to be learning. It's always going to happen. So. Always be learning. No, always be learning. I'm going to get that on a t-shirt. Always be learning. Okay. All right. Well, thank you everyone who joined today. If you loved this episode, please let Jesse and I know by leaving me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. I am trying to get a certain amount of reviews before my birthday. I'm kind of keeping Ooh. it to myself because I, I think sometimes it's, Putting certain things out into the universe mm. and certain things publicly is good. I'm just letting everyone know. I'd appreciate your help. What percentage this. are you at? Instead of the number, like how far through are you? I'm pretty far. Like probably oh, okay. uh, 65%. 70%. Okay, cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. cool. So, yes, cool. head over to Apple Podcast. Let us know what you thought of this episode. And we'll see you next week. Yay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to X-Files Podcast. I sincerely hope that you found today's episode inspirational or useful. I would love to support you on your healing journey. All you have to do is send me a message through the X-Files Instagram account, and I will personally be in touch to get you started. Remember, if you are struggling with a broken heart, your feelings are temporary. I am sending you so much love and luck for the week ahead. You've got this.